Hey everybody, welcome to Film House. This week we are talking about Dune, which just got a new trailer. The movie comes out October 22nd, 2021 from Denis Villeneuve, who you know from Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners, Enemy, Incendie, Blade Runner 2049. It's composed by Hans Zimmer, so a lot of Brahms in it. And it is the first of possibly two movies. We don't know yet. We'll talk about that later. And it stars Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa. It's a stacked cast. And it's, of course, a feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's 1965 science fiction novel about the son of a noble family who uh, is entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and vital element in the galaxy, the spice melange. It's been adapted in the past uh, we'll talk about those a little bit too because to this point it hasn't really had a successful film adaptation um and it's generally considered <laughs> a failure <laughs> so this Ooh. is this is a big gamble and just disclosure um this movie is from warner brothers which is our parent company at rooster teeth and uh these opinions oh, yeah. though are our, our our own um except uh charlotte's are also mine yeah uh, and <laughs> yeah. we yeah and we're yeah, in the movie. one one mind. Um, but I am joined. And today I'm always by... in Charlotte's ear, telling her what to think. Yeah, <laughs> it's like That's worm not tongue. Sh- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I joined yeah. today. I'm I'm Elise, and I'm joined by Patrick, Charlotte, and Daniel. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello, Hi, Elise. And Hello, these are Elise. The, Elise the is biggest... the mind killer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I know exactly what that means. <laughs> and we all do. We know exactly what everything. When Elise means. is gone, only we will remain. Only yeah. Um, only Patrick remains. He who controls yeah. the Dan. So, <laughs> first of all, what's everyone's background with Dune? Because I have seen the David Lynch nineteen eighty four film with Kyle MacLachlan, which was a big box office dud. That's that's what? my experience. But also a classic. Yeah. How can you? I didn't as, say as it was. Terrible. I didn't say it wasn't a classic. I just said it was a box office dud. It was. Patrick Stewart, <laughs> you love that guy. Yeah, I and do. Sting. He's the most important character. And Sting, you love that guy. Yeah, you love <laughs> Sting. The wrestler. Right. Ooh. Yeah, there's Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Looking a little worse. No, apparently, for hair. apparently that, yeah. that cod piece that he wore in the movie was like a last second edition that they were planning to have him naked and shoot around it. And they're like, eh, we can't do that. We'll give him this cod piece. Really? If they were going to shoot around it anyway, why have him naked? I don't know. Oh, David. Oh, you it's got, cool. You got young Sting on set. Yeah. Young that would have been awesome. So guess, yeah, so, what is sorry, everyone's my, experience? My history with Dune. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah. I read it maybe like seven or eight years ago and then watched the movie like a year or two ago. Uh, the David Lynch movie a year or two ago. Really loved the book. That movie's kind of trash. Um, I watched that miniseries on Double Speed on YouTube a couple of months ago. There's the cut piece. Yeah, There's sci-fi it. did it. Uh, a miniseries, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it was so bad that I, I really cranked it up to double speed and kind of clicked around through it. Um, just because I was hyped about this movie coming up, I was like, I need more Dune in my life, and I can't read that book again right now. Um, but yeah, that bu- book's incredible. From I always called him Herbert because he's American, but maybe it's Oh, is Herbert. he? Oh, I thought yeah. it was Herbert. But Washington. Oh, okay, Herbert, yeah. But that's okay. He- I think you can, oh. you can kind of see us all it's go. Herbie. Huh? Frank when you, Herbert. When you say Frank <laughs> Herbert. We, Frank Sherbert. All at once, we all kind of just, huh? <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that book's amazing, and you can't argue with the influence it had. Um, I, we could talk about it at some point, but I think George Lucas ripped off Star Wars from Dune. 
Um, no. Yeah. No. Oh. Amongst Jacob other just, things. You think George Wait, Lucas? Somewhere. Amongst other things. <laughs> a knife what? just no. pierced Jacob's heart, and he goes, ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that no, that that can't be true because Dune is set in the future, and Star Wars is a long, long time ago. Oh. Yeah, so, so the, far away yeah, too. Right away, going? just totally yeah, off base. Yeah. Anyway, Patrick, you, you've Any- read this book. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte's I've read it. it. I've read. I think I've read Dune twice. I read it once when I was like in high school or something, and then I read it again maybe like two or three years ago. I've seen the David Lynch movie a couple times and I've seen the uh, oh yeah I've seen I've I've seen it more than once yeah this is this is all stuff that like especially in quarantine I mean I didn't reread Dune in quarantine but I feel like there's a lot of stuff recently that I've been like rereading that I read in high school because I I churn Kama Sutra (laughs) the art of sex the King uh, James Scarlet Letter (laughs) others Uh, I go through books very like quickly and then on to the next thing so i feel like i a lot of stuff that i'll have like i know i've read something and i remember liking it and i may, might remember like a specific or two but if pressed i could not tell you a single detail from that <laughs> Patrick, thing i'm exactly the same way i think we're yes. just we're inundated just, by so much we yeah. consume so much yes i i generally remember how things made me feel yeah, yeah. same um, exact same yeah or like Patrick i just said a detail or two because it makes me feel a little yeah. bad because all like I'm like consuming all this material, and then like a month later, I'm like, I don't remember anything yeah. about. You make it feel like it's less. I, I dispo- read it for two months, disposable. but I don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, yeah, how did like it I'll, make you feel? It made me yeah. feel great when I was a kid. It's really cool. It's not like anything that definitely that existed at that time. I don't know. I've, it's definitely very influential. So there's, if you read it now, it might not seem like this, you know, revolutionary sci-fi book or anything like that. But I think at the time it was. Well, I mean, I think that's because it's been ripped so much. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I th- exactly. I think yeah. are so influenced by yeah. it. It's like permeated yeah. sci-fi zeitgeist yeah. or whatever. Well, Patrick, it's exactly. so funny you should say that because I am reading it right now. I well, I also, wa- I also watched the miniseries. That's the last thing. <laughs> and it, it does suck. It's bad. And Charlotte, don't think it's so special. Is that correct? Where did, where did, what's that? You don't think, you don't think it's good? Is that what you were going to say? Uh, no, I wasn't going to say that at all. I think I like it a lot. Oh. Uh, oh. I don't. I don't know what I said that would make you think that. But, uh, it's just kind of uh, the way you looked. Oh, okay. First, <laughs> wait, wait. Where me. did the? <laughs> that's just I have resting, uh, <laughs> conflicting thoughts about Dune phase. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't actually reflect my uh, thoughts towards it. Yeah, when I heard uh, Denis was making this, I I had never read the book or seen the movie or watched the miniseries, but Arrival's like my all-time favorite movie, so. Uh, and I really liked what he did with Blade really? Runner. So, yeah. Okay. I didn't like that movie. Well, I did. I didn't like a rival. Actually, I mean that's, that's yeah. Fine. We don't. That's fine. <laughs> we I can just, talk that's... about that on the count arrival to down to arrival. <laughs> yeah, talking arrival or weekly love... our new weekly podcast about arrival. Yeah. Uh, it's just Patrick and I arguing. Um. Yeah. No, but I I I love Arrival so much, and so when I found out he was doing Dune, I was like, oh, I gotta read this. And like, I love sci-fi, and I love like really big uh like really big world building efforts where it's just co- you're constantly it's a flurry of proper nouns and none of them mean anything <laughs> no that is the grounding. book for sure yeah so you get further scope into, here i know and then you get further into it and you're like well of course i know this launch the benny jesserit which is the gomjabar <laughs> the harkonnens beautiful beautiful nephew fade ralpha 
mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but i'm it's funny because like the only series that like lives up to that promise is lord, lord of, of the rings, rings. yes yeah that's yes, the only absolutely. one where like it's one guy who did this whole thing and it's expansive it's like from the beginning yeah. of time. Well, you have to, to remember that was a man that created a language and said, ah, I guess I better write some books because I yeah. made this language. Yes, right. like, for sure. This language, like, this elvish language I created, I need a whole world. For yeah, it that's inhuman. And then, but yeah, well, I, Mr. everything Mr. else. Did the same thing. There's like he did books, kind of, right? but it was son. No, there's a, he only wrote point. seven of them. <laughs> only a paltry seven, seven. <laughs> I, that's a lot i know but like he wrote seven well, patrick and I, as far as i know did not read, patrick did not what create I, a language just the first one I, i've only read the what first if i told one. you patrick that this movie might not even make it through well it might not it won't even make it through that first book Ooh, really I'm so disappointed big problem. that doesn't happen big disappointment yes. i'll walk well i'll leave this podcast <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna that. talk about the trailer don't worry um and, and our reactions to that but one of the things I find like super fascinating about this and in, in the conversation of, you know, so many of these these big sci fi movies come out and nobody goes to see them and their box office failures or, or even if they make enough money or some money, it's not enough to justify mm-hmm. it. You know, they're not making Marvel numbers. And when Villeneuve was like coming on to this movie, he said, I would not agree to make this adaptation of the book with one single movie. The world is too complex. It's a world that takes power in its details. So he said, I want to do two movies, but part two hasn't even been like officially greenlit. So yeah. we all need to go That's see Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we well, need to yeah. all get our Funhouse army and mobilize. <laughs> Everyone bring three friends and have those three friends bring three friends. Yeah. So um, that's going to be the really tragic part is like this movie, it's going to be yeah. really awesome. It's going to be so good and it's not going to make whatever half a billion dollars that whatever their cut yeah it'll rate is to make a sequel um it'll it's just be never profitable be, it'll never not enough money, or though. whatever yeah. yeah yeah so it's but gonna they, be half of a movie so people that are like coming to dune for the first time are gonna be all fucking pissed because it stops like halfway through the story yep. um True. it's just it's gonna be i think it's gonna be really sad because it's gonna be awesome i think denny's like a proven makes really amazing films mm-hmm. and I just don't think there's any universe where this makes the billion dollars that it needs to have. <laughs> I love pictures I, of people directing me. I know. Like, so pretentious. Yeah. I mean, Especially you, like you sci-fi shit. He's saying like shoot around the cod piece yeah. to this guy. He's saying can um, we get the cod piece off? I like his <laughs> army. I like his camo pants and like Iraq yeah. war scarf. That's cool. It's, it's well, cool I think, soldier scarf. Director yeah. drip is nuts. Every he time. might be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's like at all in like part middle eastern because i don't know if any of you have seen incendi which was like one of his first movies which is about a woman who is uh or i think it's like twins maybe that like they're half french canadian and then half french lebanese i forget what what middle part of the middle east they are from but then Mm -hmm. like she, she goes back to like uncover kind of the secrets of her mother's life um it was like big in canada at the time because it was a French Canadian movie, so it was like all over Canadian, the movie network and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, he might be, he might, I don't know. Well, Dune is. Pants in that movie? Dune is very influenced is by very much so, like yeah. Middle Eastern and Islamic oh, religion yeah. and yeah. Stuff. However, <laughs> I I have seen some think pieces like that are criticizing it because they feel like it's it's yeah. neutering it of that. I'm sure. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. 
What? No, at the end of the trailer, I mean, I, I that didn't... woman screaming, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's Middle East. Yeah. That's representation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of, I mean, there's definitely some white savior. I mean, that's the biggest oh, tropes in here too, in general, yeah. is well, that that's the, the, the it's crux not of the story. Avatar, so, like, yeah, yeah, it relies on a white boy to save the universe but, yeah. who's wasn't, magically special. Except yeah. wasn't the whole thing that they were trying to rally, or wasn't the whole thing that he was trying to rally against his protagonist not being that, like, that Christ Denny savior? or Herbert. Or, or, or Bear. Herbert. I mean, because i was kind of just reading about this and how like that was one of the failures of the lynch adaptation was it did rather like opposed to the the text it did make uh you know kyle mclaughlin that character which was not the point of what he was he intended him to be yeah i mean there's there's a lot in the book about pretty and future and so like you could say he's definitely a chosen one he's a chosen he's a messiah he yeah. sees the but, jihad coming. But he, yeah, he right? sees exactly. the jihad. So like, yeah, which I think happens it, I, I, in later books. I guess, but like, I guess that no, it happens the groundwork that it might not be a great thing that he's the leader of this. I don't. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. St- I'm like so close to the end of the book. I had like a flight back from Uh-oh. the east where I just like burned through the last like quarter. But like, the shit has already popped off. Uh, with like, with the emperor and everything. And, uh. Mm-hmm. No spoilers for the book and the movie. You definitely won't see that in the movie. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think you can make like a, an argument. I, I don't know. The book has aged in some ways, but also is like scarily like feels current in others. Like the technology even just like the way he wrote it in the 70s, right? Early 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it holds up in a way that you, so, I would, that I did well, not expect. The cool. I don't know if this was like intentional, but the reason that it's still that that works so well is because like within the lore of the series, there's this thing called, what is it like the Butlerian Jihad or something? Right. Where they kill the machines. Yes. So they kill, basically there's at some point an AI or something like, this is way in the far, like 10,000 years in the past of, of Dune of the book. There's like this, some kind of machine war where they basically kill all the AI and computers and eliminate that, and it's it just never it's been outlawed ever since. Yeah, it's like so against like, the law to have smart machines. Yes, exactly. So all the machines are stupid, which is why you need the navigators or the whatever the, the navigators spiced guild up. or whatever it's called. They got to be spiced yeah. up. That's why spice is so important. But it works because then you're not seeing like a computer that's a black screen with green text. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a book, and so it, it you wouldn't see that anyway. Well, but like old sci-fi, there's some weird shit with computers where it's like, why do you <laughs> have nine pretty, devices that yeah. I can do on a phone? Well, th- this I think is that's... a great uh, like point to start talking about the trailer because one of the first things you see in the trailer is the ornopth or ornopters ornithopter or ornithopters. Sure, yeah, which are like well, you they kind of look like. They're like, like these look, sort of organic helicopters. Like they look like dragonflies, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's and one thing that's... I find really interesting about Dune is like the technology isn't like he, you were saying he doesn't push it to be like hyper crazy futuristic stuff. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. sci-fi with the technology in the book that like you attach to like any of the technology. Like there's none of this like super predictive stuff. It's just like, okay, there's a ship, you know, there's... they have shields. Yeah, like, yeah. none, none of it's like we have laser swords and, and, you know, crazy guns. And like, that's just not an important part of the science fiction mm-hmm. in the story. 
Oh. There's a couple of rules that they hold hard and fast to, like the way shields work, and then that's pretty much geopolitical. Yeah, <laughs> that, that. I, I, that, that's yeah, more like environmentalism to me. <laughs> yeah, the trailer will... is so sick. The trailer is the trailer's so great. Good. I have watched yeah. the and the second one that just God came out. It. I have watched it so many times. The second one's super good. I did. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you always picture things in your mind, um, but I guess you know Jason Momoa comes out in that flight suit, and it's like, oh, they're like going hard realism on, yeah. on this spaceship guy like he's he's in a a jet flight suit he's not wearing some sort of you know robes or whatever a jedi would wear he's yeah. he's you know i don't know it, yeah. it's definitely going in the hard realism version of science fiction which i think is maybe De one of denny's strengths um but is maybe For controversial sure. it's like it's drab it's gray it's everything's brown and green and you know camo like Instead I of, think that uh, makes the eyes sparkle all the more against the drab <laughs> landscape. I the did blues. see somebody online that was like, "This movie blue looks so blue. joyless," and it's like, "Shut, shut up!" Well, but <laughs> what do I you want? To me, that's the idea. Is because like Arrakis right. is this place that has been ravaged, brutal. And, but then you see it like at one point in the trailer, they are on uh, the Kaladin, which is where like they've been living the right or, yeah. yeah 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 the atreides have been and it's like kaladin's like this lush beautiful planet and i think that's it's supposed to be like oh no this place has been like just war torn by all these factions that are fighting over this resource oh. like it's supposed to it's supposed to be bleak yeah. um you mentioned jason moa who is duncan idaho which is totally <laughs> a character that keanu reeves would have played in 1993 yeah Yes, uh, a, man, a man named Duncan. Yeah, Duncan I feel, I feel like Johnny Utah. That name on a on a random name generator. Yes, um, there's like Jimmy a little, Vermont. There's a little fight scene with him in the trailer that like looks pretty cool. Like, is it the one where he's flying with a knee at a guy? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of curious how that works. He just kind of flies for a minute. There. Yeah, is. I saw people like online, or maybe you told me this, Patrick, where people were like. I don't know about this casting, and I'm not sure if Jason Momoa is aware of what an important character Duncan Idaho <laughs> is and what a commitment that is to the film. And I was like, I mm. think it's fine. I think we're okay. The yeah. guy was in Game of Thrones. I think he's fine to do a major role. It's yeah. like, well, what kind of I concern? Mean, I don't know about this Momoa. I don't think he's, he's really like aware of the Jason Momoa. I don't know if he's a good actor or not, but he's the most charming dumb See, guy yeah. out there right now. Exactly. And he, it's, he just oozes it's great. that charisma. It's like Rock yes. style. He's not, yeah. you know, The Rock's not necessarily a great actor, but he just kind of, his charisma oozes out of his body on the screen. Yeah. He's um, like best friends with his wife's ex-husband. Like, you don't get much cooler than that. <laughs> That's you know? be pretty Some chill. Serious, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's so cool. So, so Charlotte, and this is actually a spoiler for anyone that's like reading the entire Dune book series, but if, if you're worried about a spoiler, but maybe where people are coming from with that Jason Momoa's commitment to the story is that like he ends up becoming the protagonist in like book six or something like that. That's what like I that. figured would be oh, like- the Which they will not make. They're not no, gonna get that no way. right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even gonna get part two of that. Denis has said that part yeah. two will be six movies. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like that. 150 <laughs> pages long. Yeah, I'm so close to the end of the book. I like I I so, read it in spurts and like I've jumped off to other books and I've been reading it basically for a year and a half or so, maybe two now. The commitment. And like yeah, and like so so I as soon as I heard it was two movies, I was like that makes sense. There's a huge demarcation point in the middle. It like yeah. shifts completely and I think that's going to make for 
I'll be really disappointed if a part two doesn't get made. Same. However, but, I oh, think yeah. there'll be a satisfying enough arc if we just get to the middle point. And, you know, if if I have to live with that, I will live with that. But I think it's it's a, a conclusion enough to that part of the book, sort of the Duke's storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the, the huge issues with that Lynch adaptation is that it was just trying to jam too much story into like a two hour movie. It's just like way yeah. too much. So I, I think two movies was definitely the way to go. I just I think we're all really gonna have to get our and it's you know everyone we know to go see this movie so we can get the part. Yeah, two. I'll see it twice. It it's not a short book either. It's like mm. it's not the longest thing in the world, but it's like a good five or six hundred pages, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I it's a long book and long. It is crazy also, when like, you realize if you've ever like read a something very short that ends up being adapted into a movie, and it's like the movie is able to cover literally everything. And I'm trying to think of an example because I, I there's one thing in particular and I can't remember what it was now. It was like a novella or a short story or the something. Hobbit? No, not The Hobbit. <laughs> Where it was like literally adapted into one movie. Every single thing from the story was in it. And I looked at the book and it was like, I mean, it, maybe it was a hundred pages. Maze Runner. <laughs> yeah, it was not that's the it. Maze Runner. The Arrival? <laughs> It was Maze Runner, The Scorched Trials. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but it's like the, the amount of like book, the book to movie ratio is. There's a lot of source oh, material. Holy shit. But yeah. if we can go back to the trailer for a second and <laughs> talk sorry. about some of the yes. cool shit we saw in, in it. Yeah. Uh, Baron Harkonnen is in it. He's going to be so And good. we mm-hmm. see him on his suspensors, which is this like oh, power yeah. lifter. <laughs> and I know that the idea I mean, there's, I guess there's some, like there's some, fat. Yeah, which is a bit problematic in its portrayal of obesity. Yeah. But I, I do think like the, the thing that the trailer does really cool, which is like his robes are so long. So you don't yeah. see the bottom of it. Like just makes him yeah. all the more menacing. It has, it's definitely got the like Denis visual eye. Where yeah. it's, That's you know, going to be the most exciting part about this. Yes. It's one of those early shots when that ship, kind of comes out of some like a sandstorm and it uh-huh. does the brahm it's Ooh. like it's like it's like all of his things happening at once it's like there's, amazing there's... lighting crazy sound effects going on it's like it, one of those like chill up your spine moments the, I think. the soft like very overexposed light yeah. coming from but... behind like the room and arrival that's interesting <laughs> though because like it's not i don't think it's roger deakins no it's not doing on the cinematography no. but it's definitely no. Somebody approximating Roger, Roger Deakins. Deakins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a, a very much a student. Because it always, looks I, a lot like it, but yeah. I have this theory that Hans Zimmer was like, I make all the sounds sound like Hans. So he's like, Hans. Never thought about that. It's a good point. I did I, see I, somebody bemoaning the fact that Stellan Skarsgård was was he not they said that he's not he's not a fat person and he's not a gay person and i get the fat thing but the gay thing as far as i remember he's exclusively a pedophile pedophile. yeah yeah which is not that's what i remember i don't don't know you're not gonna go find a pedophile i don't don't know we need a pedophile actor to fill. i also don't think it's great to call pedophilia gay i don't know no it seems I, like a 
I, I don't weird, remember. Maybe he weird. was gay. No, he's, I mean, no, he had a not, for young boys, I think, is where he's skewed. But, but I don't think but again, presentation. Can I, exclusively can I tell you guys okay, uh, young. A funny um, story. So we so YouTube doesn't uh, flag us because we yeah, talked about pedophilia yeah, yeah. for five yeah. minutes. Uh-huh. Um, so Blaine <laughs> hadn't like watched anything for him yet. And Blaine from Rooster Teeth is a big Dune fan. Super excited for the movie. And then James you and I were read? in a Target. <laughs> I, not just strong. Um, we were in a Target <laughs> and we were looking at the toys and oh, there was a Baron I was gonna say the same thing. action figure. There's toys? Oh, really? To, yeah, I yeah. sent a picture to you, Patrick. It was alone oh on God. the shelf. And that, that Baron Harkonnen action figure has been sitting there for months. Anyway, I, but uh, I saw this. I'm going to Target tonight. We, it's uh, by the TVs, right? Sort of in the it, back yes. by the CDs it's and so printers. Great. Yeah, I might it, have to go to so, Target tonight. I don't even like toys and collecting shit, <laughs> but I might have to go buy that tonight and go of self checkout, of course. And it's, yes, it's yeah. so funny <laughs> that's an action so, figure um, of this repulsive, like predator <laughs> villain. So Does it see, float? Yeah. Does it able to float? The I don't toy? know if it has a hydraulic. That'd be cool though. But we see this like I'm disgusting Baron toy. And it's so funny that this is like being sold to children. And then so we take a picture and send it to Blaine. And then Blaine was like, I hadn't actually seen him yet. And like, so like that was the reveal to Blaine oh, of seeing what his oh. character oh. looked like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know if he, he watched the trailer. I don't think he's, I think he's up head. close. Oh. I think it's just very, very I think he might just be shy. trying to go in dark. Oh. Um, it's the, yeah. Missing out that on makes... an incredible trailer. <laughs> Something the, that I actually will say the first trailer is way better to me. I, I thought the one? first trailer. Oh, yeah. I thought the first trailer was way cooler. But and the second one, this I, one had that funky kind story. of the second one. I was more just like, yeah, this is a lot of shots from the first trailer with less cool music. Oh, yeah. That's my I opinion. That, I think the first one got space the space. I love the ship. I love the, the Pink what? Floyd in the first trailer. What is in the weird egg ship? Uh, it's the the septipods from Arrival. It's an it's the Denny <laughs> cinematic universe. Villeneuve-verse, <laughs> yeah. And Harrison when Ford. When did when did aliens all become squids in movies? When did we decide that that was they're not all the, squids? Some of them are fucked up guys. They're like ninety percent squids now. Is that Independence in, Day in the last maybe since Independence Day or even like maybe like that was the first crap. and then afterwards yeah it's like lovecraft and also i think uh i remember there was that there was like an article or something about how octopuses are like it makes more sense that they would have evolved on a different planet than on earth or they came here on or something if they had longer lifespans they would have but there's worms (laughs) in yes not not octopi no, no, no. The, Dune oh, you mean the, ma- the makers? I was just, I was just asking why are, yeah, the Shai Halud, of course. Is Shai Halud one worm or is it all the worms? I, think, I forget. I think Shai Halud is one worm. I know it's a metal band from the 90s. I think, Shai, I think it's, a, it's, oh, yeah. like, it's like a rare once in a lifetime type worm that I think it's like, a, okay. like the big one. Yeah, it's huge. I don't think it's one worm though. I think like, you know, I think maybe like a, a Fremen can once in their life see Shai Halud. Like okay, it's it's like the once in a lifetime worm. It's it's the big catch. It's the big that, fish. Is that you know it, that you're is always that like for. the hundred year wave that Patrick Swayze surfs in Point Break? <laughs> yeah, like if you can if you can yes. get your hooks and hook into this worm mm-hmm. and ride it, that's like 
I think I think it'll be interesting it's if they it. do that in this in this movie, do the worm riding because that I think that's a tricky visual, like something that could just look really bad, really goofy, real yeah. stupid. Um, unless yeah. the I mean, the, of course, effects are amazing these days, so it could be cool. But I just that's something that could just look really bad, like poorly lit green screen or something. I don't but, know. Mm-hmm. Well, to just me, to like, tie back to the trailer, you, there, yeah. there's that shot where uh, Leah out. pulls out her hooks, all cool. But yeah. I think that's actually mm-hmm. one really great change. Um, you know, change it from like a white man to a, a black lady is cast. And that makes so much more sense that, that a person that looks like that could infiltrate, sorry, spoilers, could like go into the society of the Fremen um, than just some like random white dude that the emperor sent. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they, just people would look at this guy showing him. It's like, the emperor sent me. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here, guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just um, seems like that kind of person could infiltrate the society and you know convince them of the things that she does on on the subject of the worm writing i know like we're like we see it in the trailer like the the big battle that's happening and i think like one of the coolest things about those fremen is that like they use the worms to travel kind of understand and like surprise their enemies in battle which would be like such a cool thing to see in a in a Mm -hmm. big combat scene so i hope i know what you're saying like it could look janky but i hope for that because it's so specific to them that that's their like their the one fighting strategy that they have like developed because they can harness that I think is like so cool not to see on screen. I think mm-hmm. um, I th- from what I've seen in the trailer, I feel like they're really going to lean into the scale like that. Yeah. The end of the first trailer, when you see the mouth of the worm, it's like. like it's a just a skyscraper really, or something. Yeah, it's it's uh it's. I think like if there there may be like writing, but I I don't think you'll get like a really good look at it for, unless it's like from, from very far away. Otherwise, it might just look like this moving, undulating surface. That that's that's yeah. what I think. I feel like Denise not going to like compromise the like visual aesthetic of the movie just to show something that like is like oh remember from the book, uh, and that's <laughs> what he sounds like. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I hope I hope that it's not I mean it, it and one level it basically has to be but just like a CGI sludge fest oh, of yeah. you know like just like gray particles flying around like the end of every Marvel movie where it's just yeah. kind of like blurry sludges flying mm-hmm. at each other and it's okay yeah <laughs> great yeah let's see the action I mean, but I'm sure yeah. there's going to be battle scenes where you can't tell what's going on yeah there's they just have to put that in a movie like this yeah and i think on some in some ways the scale of the movie you have to show big sweeping but again like lord of the rings was able to do that in a way that looked cool with cgi that they i mean they invented cgi to make it look good and convincing (laughs) in the battle scenes of lord of the rings you know exactly where everyone is you know exactly what's going on helm's deep best night battle ever of all time that's what we should be talking about this podcast i hate dune I oh, no. Dune. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Uh, okay, well, I don't, I don't, but we do need to take a, a word from I, our sponsor, yes. so we'll be right back. It gets extra boring to eat the same meal over and over again, but coming up with something new, running to the store, frantically finding all the ingredients is a lot of hassle. 
but you can simplify discovering new dishes thanks to HelloFresh. HelloFresh sends you fresh, pre-measured ingredients for delicious recipes so you can skip the searching, the seasoning aisle, who wants to, they alphabetize them, I don't even know, and get right to making dinner. HelloFresh gives you tons of variety with more than 50 weekly recipes. 50? I don't think I make 50 original recipes in a year. In all kinds of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so you'll always be trying something new. I've gotten HelloFresh in the past, and it is easy. You come home, you find all your ingredients are there. You don't buy more than you're going to use, like especially if you're making a meal that has an ingredient that you would never use for anything else. HelloFresh gives you just the right amount that you need. It's great. And it's 20%, 28% cheaper than the grocery store anyway. So you can have quality, healthy food and save money without even leaving the house. So go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmHouse14 and use code FilmHouse14, that's F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S-14, for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals at HelloFresh.com slash FilmHouse14 and code FilmHouse14. And we're back. Uh, no, I don't hate Dune. I'm actually like really excited. Let's talk about the thing. Helm Hammerhand uh, anime. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So not to divert from Dune, but somebody was actually asking me like yesterday, like, are you excited for that Lord of the Rings anime? Because like my like anime. little Lord of the Rings group. Oh, they, yeah. Um, I When the they announced the anime, I went to my little Lord of the Rings chat and I was like, yeah. And they were all like, no. And but to me. It's about the Rohirrim. It's about like kind of like the mm-hmm. history of Helm's Deep, like positioning cool. a show about like the lore of a of a fortress is so cool. And yeah. also, I feel like oh, Charlotte's leaving. Um, and also, yes. I feel <laughs> like Helm's Deep talk. If, yeah. if this if this show is anything like the like Castlevania anime on Netflix, like yeah, it's gonna be so rad. It's gonna I be hope so. so. Good. I, I think I think it's a cool. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think it's a cool idea too because it's like a character that people aren't super passionate about, so there isn't as much like baggage behind it. Like yeah. if you were to make an Aragorn series, people would fucking hate it. Yeah. It would be like a disaster even if it was good. I think people would, you know, because there's just too much baggage there, but this is a character who's like most people just know by name, but there is there is like a substantial amount of lore behind it, but it's also not enough to where they can't you know like inject stuff and make it cool i think it's gonna be awesome i I, i'm pretty excited excited about the stuff that amazon tries because i I do think like the the, we're getting way off topic here but like the whole we're so far off of of the rings and tolkien's uh universe it i think is it works perfectly for some sort of anthology show where you have a Mm -hmm. season in this place a season in that and you can tell there's so many really cool stories that they can tell but having one show that has to have the same characters for six seasons, I don't see that working at all. Um, yeah. But but being able to jump around and tell all the different cool stories that he came up with would be a great you know way to combine live action and anime and and all that stuff and have a bunch of really cool stuff. It's it's there. They can yeah. make really neat stuff. He's already written it all. Yeah. Um, and then but, make those cool connections and payoffs ultimately oh, yeah. between them. Um. So, mm-hmm. so to to bump us back into Dune and it, it's something similar to Tolkien. It's like that book um it throws you at the very start just throws you in the middle of this universe and does not explain shit to you like there's a yes. lot of things that happen right before this that are important like with with uh Liet kines or keens or however you say it um and the emperor and the harkonnens there's so much stuff that happens right before the story happens it doesn't explain any of it to you and 
I think that's going to be really hard for a general audience to go into a sci-fi movie where they don't, you know, Lord of the Rings had that, that narration at the beginning where it explains what happens that was not in that book mm. either. So I'm kind of curious if like this movie also starts with like it a montage uh, you know, telling us what had just happened. So we like the, as the audience can be caught up because that's actually something I really liked about the book is it doesn't hold your hand. It throws you right in the middle of shit, starts throwing proper nouns at you and you have to keep up. Yep. Um, yeah. But I see the, you know, Warner Brothers maybe not being okay with just, you know, throwing the audience in the deep end in this $300 million movie. Uh, Warner Brothers was more than happy to throw everyone in uh, in Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Which did Completely spectacular <laughs> at the box offices. <laughs> and uh... Oh, I'm not saying it as a, as a point of uh, honor toward, for that movie, that that's a good thing. I'm just saying. Maybe they, maybe they any, will be a little more hesitant. It, to... Is Cloud Atlas Warner Brothers? Pretty sure it is. It's the Wachowski. Because I don't remember seeing any of them in Space Jam Legacy. Um, <laughs> so. And that's... Oh, that is the true truth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, so, oh, but George. And, George. One thing Cloud Atlas did was... Jam. You know, it's... They, they definitely changed the story a lot with Cloud Atlas. A lot, you know, they're yeah. jumping They're jumping from story to story to story to story, like, yeah. constantly to, like draw all these thematic parallels between them that like you had to wait 80 pages to get to the next story Which, in cloud atlas the author like uh the author was like oh my god like i can't believe they did that it was amazing <laughs> well, something you couldn't <laughs> like, do in a book i don't think yeah. yeah yeah it would have been really disorienting in the book it would have been hard to follow those stories that said i think i think that the world like once they set up enough stuff will be fairly straightforward on screen like We'll just have to glean people's motivations and histories, I think, from the way they portray the characters and the way the characters interact with each other. But I think, like, just like the book doesn't really, for most of it, concern itself with what's happening off Arrakis, uh, yeah. aside from, like, oh, yeah. the odd scene Not at all. now and then. <laughs> I think if the movie keeps in that similar uh, path, that it, it'll be, like, fairly straightforward. Uh, oh, <laughs> I I do are they hope they do be, a better. Are they going to start dating after this? Uh, he well, she's got Tom Holland now, but yeah, but after you this, could probably swap, you could probably now. swap them out. Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, is he British? She's in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> what? So much just happened. Zend Zendaya <laughs> Zendaya is in Space Jam. She's I watched Bunny. it. What? She married Jane and oh. he's Lola Bunny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> forget Space Jam a new legacy <laughs> in theaters now um, some changes yeah. that uh, Villeneuve has like talked about that are happening in the book is he's expanding the role of Lady Jessica yeah, she's, good. she's who, a great character yeah yep. and, I, and I guess like the female representation obviously in the, the book in past adaptations has been like a little lacking um, and, and he said she's even more fearsome than before she's pretty sounds cool uh, she's a big part a of pretty book. big part of but maybe the second part so that maybe yeah. that's why it feels like i'm getting a lot yeah. more lady jessica or the second half of the book i should say but she's a big part but she's definitely a secondary character and she's kind of a character that like she's one of the ones that sort of shows up at maybe she has like pivotal scenes or whatever but yeah. she's not like present throughout but when she yeah. is there like it's important that she's there it's also she shows up when her book. plot points happen yeah, and yeah, it's exactly. all in service of developing the characters of Duke Leto and Paul. 
and then other yeah. characters later on. Well, so I guess yeah. <laughs> I th- I think okay. To, okay. I'm gonna yeah, try <laughs> to try and not that. talk about spoilers wise, but she does make decisions that yes. completely. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but what she makes she makes choices that kind of create the entire problem with most the whole of the book. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, that's and so I mean that's Catelyn Stark, right? Yeah, that's well, the let's take this woman and then have her like ruin everything. Hopefully, she makes a selfish choice that like impacts the universe or the galaxy yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm I'm excited about it. I, I I think there's few movies I've been this stoked for, and I think the last one might have been his Blade Runner movie. Like I just there's not there's yeah. not a lot of things that get me like super hype, and and you know you drop a trailer and I watch it ten times. But this is one of those things that I'm, I'm super excited for. And you know I I love the book not enough to go and read you know twenty more Dune books because from my understanding is they get really strange. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't. I don't know, th- <laughs> It's one of those things, and I think once you see it, we were talking earlier about its influence on other science fiction, and I, I think you can see it everywhere, including you know Star Wars. I think there's a lot yep. of Dune in Star Wars. Um, I think it's, uh, Star Wars is almost, and I love Star Wars. I, I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit on Star Wars, but no, yeah, you're it a is big Last sort of Jedi fan. It's like <laughs> it, it is sort of a simplified Dune. Yeah. Absolutely. In a lot of ways. It's like a simplified and maybe like it, it's more about just being purely entertaining and fun yeah. than Dune is. <laughs> Dune but, is not about a, being entertaining. That's a good well, thing. Well, it's not about no, 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 but, but no, please no. go see it. But please go see it. Please yeah. see this yeah. not very no, entertaining, like, I, unfun it's like, movie. Uh, it, it's like the success, successful at the box office version of Dune. <laughs> so, yeah. so, something that's like crucial to the, the entire universe of Dune that I think is kind of interesting is, is Spice. And then mm-hmm. essentially, like, when did this come out? Like the late 60s, Dune? 65. Like, it, it, yeah. My reading of it is that it's, it's drugs will open your mind and, and save the universe. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a, and tell me if, I'm, if y'all are reading it differently than me, but like that's a, a pretty out there statement for something that's going to be in a, in a $300 million film that like <laughs> these drugs are getting addicted to this shit will save the universe you know this will help you transverse the stars and i guess it's also sort of oil a little bit yeah i guess i my interpretation was always like war for resources um and like environmental degradation and like what what drives people humanity to like fight for these things to the cost of like other other people's lives and and like but i i like the drug thing more well, I, I mean, think that's, it's that's both. I think it's both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, I don't know if if this is uh hard to remember what's a spoiler or not, but like the the people that are charting the distances through space have to do spice to yeah. be able to to chart the stars because they got rid of the yes. smart robots. So, like this one planet is the only place in the entire universe that has this drug that allows you to travel the stars. Are know. those the men? Yes. It's pretty. No, that, is, that is it. Okay. Is that what they're called? The Mentat. The Mentat. No, no, no. Mentats oh, are something else. But they're like Mentats are like trained in a special way that they cannot break their loyalty to whichever house they're sworn to. So I don't know if it's the same. But they're very they're, smart. They can do like long division. <laughs> they can do yeah, long exactly. division. They but know like, how to carry. The other that. one is the 
is it Navigators Guild? Yeah, the the giant yes. But they're like the not humans. Boys. Yeah, know if I and they remember yeah. what they look in that Lynch movie. They rolled them out in a tank, right? And it's like a yes. giant, gross yeah. freak freak thing. I think they are technically supposed to be not humans. Maybe not like what the Lynch version looks like, but oh. I don't. So they're aliens. Think they're... No, I think they're. I don't think there's. Are they? I think they're human, but maybe they're changed so much by too, spice. too much spice. Yeah, could be. question could be. For question for you all, like, because you all are so familiar with the source material, like, what could the movie do to surprise you? Uh, be good. I, oh, I feel like, yeah, well, I think I, I have a lot of faith in it, uh, so much so that I will be disappointed if it's not good. But I think the aesthetics yeah. didn't really match what I was expecting. Is that Same. it's got, like, when I'm reading it, it's got a more, like, they talk about House Atreides, and it's got, like, a more, like, older, kind of, like, palatial, like drama yeah. feel to it and there's sort of a rust sort of medieval yeah, medieval yeah. And stuff yeah. And yeah and yeah. it like, feels yeah, a little bit sure. more uh yeah. yeah it feels a little bit more rustic and analog in my mind the way I, I picture it and as soon as I saw the first trailer I was like oh this is it's very much sci-fi uh I mean it's like a very like realistic toned down but also turned up at the same time sort of take on it and especially with like the legions of like Harkin and troops. Cause that's not something that I really think about when I'm reading the book. It's, brutal. So, it's so like, <laughs> well, yeah, you've got the, what are they called? The starter car, the like emperors, yeah. like, fighters. Yeah. yeah. But like it, I don't, when I'm reading the book, I'm not picturing like this huge, like enormous armies clashing. And that's clearly, there's mm -hmm. some scale of that. So I think maybe yeah. I'm not going to be surprised cause maybe I'm expecting that now, but I think aesthetically there's going to be a lot of, adjustments that i'm gonna to have to make in my mind when i'm watching i am uh, talking about aesthetics i'm excited i think at least from the couple of glimpses you get of like the harkonnen planet they went with the hr giger stuff at least influentially yeah like, with, with the i think it was jodorowsky's dune they had giger the guy that created all the yeah, alien the concepts did a lot of concepts for that jodorowsky uh version that never got made but it looks like they used some of that and um, I think that's great because it looks pretty creepy. They've got all those people upside down, which I'm guessing they're yeah. going to sacrifice them all, um, which is something I don't remember from the story. But it, that shit looks pretty cool, like dark, like in a in a scary way, which I think yeah. is kind of hard to pull off to actually be kind of terrifying. Because like mm -hmm. the Empire in Star Wars isn't like necessarily no, scary like... at all, but th these people look pretty freaky. <laughs> If so, you're yeah. bad, we'll keep you in a roomy prison cell for actually a pretty long amount. We'll blow up your planet, though. I guess yeah. Yeah, we will blow up your planet. That's a little you're, scary. You're going to be fine. I'm looking yeah. forward to Dave Batista in this because I think that Dave Batista like, does pretty excellent acting and work when he's in an ensemble. But the yeah. last couple yeah. things I've seen him in, he's been tasked with carrying yeah. it. And I'm like, I don't think that's his forte. But him as this like no. little incision, really intimidating, scary guy named, I mean, his name's Beast. Like, I think yeah, he's, he's going to be wrong. really good in this. Yeah, he looks pretty freaky. And that character is pretty fucked up from what I remember. Very mm -hmm. much yeah. so. Like, it's, it's like, a, what was the Saddam's son is what it reminds me of. It's like Uday Hussein or something like that. <laughs> oh. It's just like a, a lunatic. Mm -hmm. Does it give you yeah. all any the, faith? The cast in this movie is so crazy. I guess we didn't like, really talk about it. It's an amazing Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Like Josh, Josh Brolin. Javier Bardem, uh, Gurney Halleck, Javier <laughs> yep. Bardem, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, you know, at first I was like, Oscar Isaac isn't old enough to play the Duke, but 
He'll be good. He's so good in everything. Well, yeah, still how old is Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac. I, a lot of people again. It's one of those things where it's like matching it to your mental image of a yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. I, I had this old man in my head. Well, he's, he's forty-two, older. and and Cody, do you have a do you have a picture of Oscar Isaac in Dune? Nice. Give us a not, picture of Oscar Isaac enough. in Dune. Oh, and that's natural gray, baby. Oh yeah, oh. is it natural gray? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. It might have grayed him up a little. Might it, might I, what little I really want gray. is a flashback of his father dying. I don't know for anyone that's read the book that remembers that part. I don't remember that. It's like sorry. A, I think it's I wrong. do remember it's, it's, it's like it's part of the uh, palace. It's not like on display. Again, this that's I don't that wanna... lore that's in like one paragraph. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. They just blow by. I, well, I think <laughs> yeah, the like way all that that dumps... stuff would be incorporated in our really, I'm I'm a huge fan of tiny little. Uh, I guess you, I don't know if it's environmental storytelling, but there the the one example I always have for it is there's a cool scene in the Road Warrior where the Lord Humongous opens up his gun case. And this is just a huge guy in a ski mask and bondage gear. And that's all you ever know about him. But there's a scene where he opens up his little gun case and there's a, a photo of him in like military uniform with his wife and kid. And you see it for half a second. And it's like that. That's I love that type know. of that's production. Design, I love attention to detail. that type. Yeah, exactly. Like character development where it's just if you miss it, it's fine. And you're not really like. But if you are paying attention, it adds like such a cool little layer to it that so it's that just nothing's ever yeah. spoken. You know, it's I think that could be like those little details showing and not telling us. <laughs> so I have, I have yeah. a question for Charlotte. Who when you're reading Dune, who do you picture as the emperor? Because I'm pretty sure in this movie they haven't cast the emperor yet because he doesn't really show oh, up till man. the end. Uh, um, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. That's that's neat. She's the queen aliens. showing up at the end and everyone yeah. being like, oh, it's Sigourney Weaver. That's why I thought. Charlotte, do you have that cast in your head or I don't know yeah, how you read, it's, um, read stories. I, I, I usually don't, re I don't really put like an image to them while I'm reading it. But once I do and then I go back to the book, I picture them while I'm reading. So like I was watching this. I was reading the book before the trailer came out and I never pictured Paul as timothy chalamet but now i do definitely I not yeah. um and so now I, but now i'm thinking i don't know the actor's name but the guy who played Littlefinger. okay okay from game yeah. of thrones yeah i, I yeah, don't know from, he's in the wire yeah, yeah. he's and he's kind of like Parsetti. yeah yeah, sort yeah. Of like menacing but pretty you know white not bread physically threatening not physically threatening right. but has like a, an air of malice about him that it's like oh you're like a bad guy but you're very poised and very well spoken so that's kind of yeah. what i pictured but i, I just you know what? I, I remember in that uh Yodorowsky's, they cast dali and i was like that's actually like pretty great casting for that's him. pretty yeah that's yeah wild so i, I wish at least like, that scene would have been shot yeah yeah that would have been I'm looking, I'm looking, I searched Padishah Emperor in Google and there's a YouTube thumbnail with a photo of Mads Mikkelsen. What do we think about that? That's good. I like Mads. I like Mads. He's actually that seems very like pretty, threatening. That might be too. That seems like very obvious casting. Yeah, I, yeah that's I really what I was just him. thinking. It's a little too obvious. Me. I really like yeah. him in Rogue One. So I feel like I would like, yeah. if I did see him in Dune, I'd want to see him as like the Duke or like Gurney Halleck or something. Oh, he is right, really somebody like magnanimous like, yeah. and like. What's his... What's Johnny the other Texas. Dude from Rogue, Rogue One? <laughs> uh, 
the guy in all white. Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. Ben, ben Mendelsohn. That guy is fucking awesome. Which, let's, let's oh my gosh, the you guys. The I saw, I, I watched Vertical Limit. Do you guys remember Vertical Limit? The climbing the, the movie? The, the climbing, the extreme yeah, climbing yeah. movie. Of course. I watched it, I, I had seen it when I was maybe, I don't know, like 14. And then I watched it for the first time in like over 20 years. And Ben Mendelsohn is in that movie. And he's like 20 what? years old or whatever. Cool. And I was watching, I was watching it with a friend of mine. And I like, halfway through, I'm like, I'm like, is that Ben Mendelsohn? And she's like, if, if that is, I, she's like, I don't even know what to say because she's like, I have, we've been watching this movie and there's no sign that that's Ben Mendelsohn. And I'm like, and it was, yeah. I can't, the, I can't, I can't, I can't even, it was, I'm going to have to go look that up. It was wild. Let's get a, the, the only thing about, I remember let's, about, the, let's get Udo Kier in there, huh? <laughs> The only thing I remember about Vertical Limit is that like a dozen people risk their lives to save one person's life. That's the problem with it. <laughs> That's the it's problem. Like all these like, people died to save this one guy's. More sister. people die than they save. It's like it's like what? Yeah, and that and her and I we were watching it and we're like we're like wait a minute the body count doesn't add up for yeah but um, it's no cliffhanger. Yeah, so hopefully we get Vertical Limit two and hopefully we get a second Dune because we deserve both of these movies. And I don't know mm -hmm. if it instills us with, with any confidence that there's a prequel series coming to HBO, Dune the Sisterhood. Yeah, uh, about the, is that about the Jesuit? Yeah. Fascinating. That's that's yeah, works. That's the, most a lot of the lore just comes from there. So yeah. Yeah. I'm doing their thing. Can we can we do one more cast before the end? Please. Because I don't I don't think yeah. Fayed Rutha's been cast either. And it's he's supposed to be like the perfect man. So uh -huh. I don't know if anyone's got an idea of who the perfect man is. I, perfect I, the man. first person I thought of is too charming. I'm available. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Patrick is too charming is who I thought of. <laughs> uh, Can you wear the codpiece? Oh yeah, I have one. Perfect man. Oh, you've already got your. I've already piece. got one. Yeah, I've got plenty of cod pieces. Say, uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm going to say Chet Hanks as well. Yeah, big yes. ups. I'm going to say big ups to Rockus. Big Probably Mike Myers. Summer. Mike Myers, but they they de-age him digitally. Just who's America's dad? Um, <laughs> I think I, I America's I think, uh, dad. Robert I Pattinson. Robert Pattinson would be great. I was thinking maybe that Dan would Patel. be. A, is he is is Robert Pattinson in? The, that seems like a shame that they didn't get him in here. You know who's I was just so thinking dope? Other people that are like Timothy Chalamet's. I think like, he could have been Paul. Um, yeah. I don't know, yeah. eight years ago. I think he's older, but like Lakeith Stanfield is always awesome. Oh, true. Yeah. Let me see again. He's uh, he... to bother you. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. He rocks. He's always good. Very good. No, that's a good question. Yeah. I My first thought was, um, it's so Riverdale cast. But, uh, Cole <laughs> Sprouse would be really funny. Just but anyone uh, from Supergirl uh, or what's his name? Billy Magnuson uh, from Made for Love, and uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's so that is a Nordic-looking man. He is very Nordic-looking man. But he, oh, would, yeah. he has that he has that oh, dumb grin. So he's really like, <laughs> how about a Skarsgård? Oh, Bill, that maybe. works. Or oh, Alex, sure. Harkonnen, that works. What about? Is there yeah. like another rock star, like Sting, like kind of Mick person? Jagger? Oh yeah, get like we an get ancient. Some new, some do like new uh, blood in there. <laughs> yeah. Could you gender flip? Do Billie Eilish? Uh, 
Yeah, the perfect woman. I don't know if that's the right one, but I'm down. I'm down to gender flip it, but I don't know if Billy Eilish works. She is the bad guy, so it's right there in front of us. Oh, true. Dual, She's too short. Dua Lipa and the baby, perhaps. Guys, there's a there's a a three men and a baby reboot that is being worked on as we speak, and no one's talking about it. It's because it will never come out. Josh that Brolin will never and get Jason out of the scripting stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Javier Bardem, and uh, uh, the third guy that looks like them. Who's the who baby? plays the Steve? Who plays the Steve Gutenberg role? Bobby Cannavale. Oh wait, is it not Steve <laughs> Gutenberg? Is it? If they're not bringing back Steve Gutenberg to play no. Steve Gutenberg. I'm saying, like a... I'm saying who bring who plays that role? Yeah, bring him back. Bring, him, back. bring him Oh, it's just Steve Gutenberg. Okay, yeah. It's no, just bring him home. Hashtag I think bring they him should home. do like an iCarly type <laughs> continuation and it's three men and an adult. Oh. And you three just bring back the original lady. My three dads. Yeah. My three dads. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. It probably is. Some, Everything's been yeah. a sitcom. It lasts for one season on CBS and no one's seen it. I mean, Time that's what a uh, full house is. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's uh, well, the show thank you all for what for joining and for agreeing to take one friend with you to see dune who will take a friend to see with them to see <laughs> yeah. dune. and bring can, some can avon I... products if you could <laughs> yeah it, can i bring if up you can afford thing? it just buy the theater yeah sorry the uh, october 22nd the day dune comes out also um jackass comes out what? Uh, oh no! It's like, now I got a pick. What else comes out? There's the, there's like a Wes crazy Anderson's of movie. new what, the movie comes out. comes out. The French Dispatch. And then Edgar Wright's movie that I can never remember, like One Night in Soho. So it's like a crazy Seriously? movie release day. It's like yeah. everyone. Well, Funhouse should just take the day off and just go to the movies. I think I have to see Jackass on that yeah. day. Yeah, I can't not see Jackass. I've oh, every ja- I've seen All I've seen Jackass. I have to see Jackass. I have seen Jackass in the theater since the very first one. And it is hands down the best in theater experience. I've never yeah. seen available. One in it is Just unlike anything. Like it is so much. Yes, it's the oh. best possible movie to see in the theater. I want. Uh, I want Fade Ralph that it be Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Good. I think Pontius actually. Maybe Stevo. <laughs> <laughs> they should just uh, recast Dune with Jackass. That would be. I'm in. Who's banned? Yeah. I'm in. The, the Baron. Oh, no, God. Yeah. He's the bad guy Unfortunately. Now. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I wish I could, got, I wish I could think of some Harkonnen lines to say in Bam's stupid accent. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, wait. He, Bam is Fade Rautha and Phil is the Baron Harkonnen. We're going to make up the Baron. <laughs> we're going to put, we're going to fill, we're going to put a sandworm in his bed. We're going to put sandworm in fucking. That fucking accent, that is the worst accent in America. <laughs> it is so bad. Yeah. Oh, man. They would always stop for, like, the skate parts, and it's like, all right, let's get somebody thrown <laughs> off a building, like, stat. Come Need on. some hymn yep. music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm done all right, well, that's, the Sorry. that's the show. Thanks for listening and watching. Next week, it will be a review of The Green Knight. And be sure to check out Jackass Forever in theaters, October 22nd. Yeah. Four months from now. I'm going to go watch <laughs> Jungle no. Cruise. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I'm going to watch Jungle Cruise. It People are fun. comparing it to The Mummy, Pirates of the Caribbean. Cody, you can just fade out. Yeah, we're yeah. going to just keep going. Please. Like For God's sake. Bye, everybody. Bye.